Welcome back to the In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. And I'm Dan Wilson, and this week our guest is Dave Linkart. He's the public information director for the Ohio State Trappers Association. They've been promoting trapping and representing trappers throughout the Buckeye State since 1940. It's a great story. You don't want to miss it this week in Ohio Country Today. Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Alan Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. Make your operation mobile with a Coyote trailer package from your local Apple Farm Service. Take home the Coyote CS2220 with a front loader and a drive-over mower deck. Haul it home with a 16-foot trailer. All this for only $315 per month. Stop into your local Apple Farm Service to learn more. Your outdoor fun starts here at Dad's Toy Shop. See us today for all of your favorite remote control, land, air, and watercraft, and so much more. Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta is your one-stop shop for all of your hobby needs. Rodak and Midway Trailers are your source for North Star truck beds. When your job is tough, you need equipment you can count on every day. North Star has built a reputation for providing truck beds that work as hard as you and can withstand your daily grind. North Star truck beds are built with the most rugged users in mind, providing years of service to any owner. Remember Rodak and Midway Trailers, your source for North Star truck beds. With three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. Die Real Estate and Land Company specializes in farmland and recreational land throughout Ohio. A company for people who enjoy the rural lifestyle and looking to buy or sell their land. All of our land agents are members of the Realtors Land Institute and have extensive experience in farming and agricultural land business. At Die Real Estate and Land Company, We'll work with you to tailor-fit a plan that works best for you, your family, and your investments. Our services include 1031 tax-deferred exchanges, land brokerage, land auctions, and CMAs and valuations for estates and planning. We are Die Real Estate and Land Company. Call us today and visit our website at dierealestate.com. Die Real Estate and Land Company. We know the land business because we live it every day. Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and joining me now, longtime friend of ours from the Ohio State Trappers Association, Dave Linkart. And Dave's the public information director for the Ohio State Trappers Association. Dave, it was it's nice to hook up with you again after so many years uh, when we saw you at Farm Science Review for our TV show. Yeah, that was uh, certainly fun for me there, and I I hope we got some good information out to your listeners and your viewers. Oh, uh, yeah. Glad to be back on the program. Definitely, definitely. It was one of our most watched videos on YouTube, so it's it's fun having you back on the show. We've got a couple reasons why we want to talk to you today, one of them being the National Trappers Association meeting taking place in Lima, Ohio. But before we get to that, Let's talk about yourself. What have you been up to lately? I mean, we, we, we were talking off the air here about your farm down in Greene County, right? Just north of Virginia. Yes, we farm. We got a grain farm there, corn, soybeans, a little bit of wheat. 
uh, raise a few cattle to feed them out for freezer beef, and then we have a small herd of bison uh, that we kind of play with. But, uh, yeah, my farm is somewhat unique. You can sit on my front porch and watch a herd of bison graze, and uh, quite often an eagle will fly by. We've got a, a pair that hangs out right there and, and their offspring. So a pretty unique area for Ohio. Well, let's talk about those buffalo really quick before we move on to, to other stuff with the Ohio State Trappers Association. The bison, what, what do you do with those? We, we raise them for the meat, yes. Uh, we have a slaughterhouse just down the road from where we live. We direct market, like I said, the cattle, the beef. And occasionally we kill a, a few of the bison. Uh, we've got two scheduled to kill, I think, this December. And we'll probably have a couple more the next year. So just a few a year, something to play with. My father started that as kind of a hobby. And when he passed away, I inherited all the, the bison. And the rest of the family said, we don't want those things. <laughs> so they <laughs> ended up on my farm. And uh, now, like I said, it's just kind of a hobby thing. But it's kind of neat to sit up there on the front porch and uh, watch those bison graze. And, and it's kind of unique for Ohio. So we enjoy it. Well, Dave, let's talk about the Ohio State Trappers Association and what you guys do here in the Buckeye State. Well, of course, we're promoting the sport of trapping uh, throughout the, the state. And we work with our national association, the National Trappers Association. And right now we're getting ready to host the national convention in Lima, Ohio. And we bid for this project two years ago. So we've been working on uh, getting ready for it that period of time. And last few days, a lot of volunteers have converged on the fairgrounds, gotten the grounds ready for that convention. So we're, we've been quite busy with that. And of course, we have a, uh, our own state convention every year and a banquet when COVID would allow us. Uh, some of our activities have been slowed down the last couple of years because of limitations on where people could meet. We also have for auctions, we uh, allow trappers to bring their furs in. We have buyers come in and they auction off their, uh, their pelts there. And uh, so that's another opportunity for, for trappers to get rid of their pelts, the way to market them. So a lot of different activities we've been involved with. Of course, uh, working with the Ohio Division of Wildlife on, on looking at uh, any proposed changes in, in uh, trapping laws here in the state of Ohio. So, you know, always busy with something with trapping. And then my wife and I, of course, in the winter after we trap in Ohio, we head south. We go to Louisiana and trap for maybe six weeks on big crawfish farms. Oh, so wow. trapping is a big part of our uh, life and, uh, you know, something we enjoy. And now, you know, the kids are moved out and gone and got kids of their own. So we're kind of empty nesters. And it's nice to be able to go out and kind of do whatever you want once in a while. <laughs> You've earned it. You're <laughs> listening to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. And our guest today is Dave Linkhart from the Ohio State Trappers Association. He's their public and information director. One of the things, Dave, that I think we need to you know point out when it comes to trapping is that you promote the safe and ethical harvest of fur-bearing mammals. Why don't you talk a little bit about that for our listeners, and uh, we'll discuss that more on our TV show as well. Certainly. Um, of course, we like I said, we work with the Division of Wildlife here in Ohio uh, on any proposed rule changes or upgrades or modifications to make sure that and, and also requiring education now as a component of someone buying a fur trapping license for the first time. We have uh, uh, qualified instructors on uh, trapping education courses. So that, that's always been a, um, a component here in the last several years of what we do with the public, making sure that they're aware that, yes, yes, we're trappers, but we're trained in doing what we do. And new people come in on board. We suggest they find a mentor. Um, we, we have a lot of people who would be willing to help them. But make sure you're learning this sport correctly because trapping probably has more 
laws and rules and regulations here in Ohio regarding it than any other outdoor activity. Because you look at all the different species that we're, we're, that we're dealing with, and we could be using a foothold trap or a body gripper trap or a snare or a live trap. So we have all these different tools to use and all these different species and all different kinds of environments. So there's a lot of variability in what we do, and it takes a long time to really learn this thing. Uh, and, and you never know it all. You know, we've got a lot of people here. They'll be sharing uh, experiences. We, we call them a demo area, but it's really educational uh, seminars that we're conducting here because everybody can always learn something new from another trapper from another area and maybe make their, their skill set just a little bit better here for the upcoming season. And one of the things we need to point out when it comes to the National Trappers Association, as well as the Ohio State Trappers Association, is that you guys are committed to defend and promote the safe and ethical harvest of fur-bearing mammals here in the Buckeye State. Certainly. Oh, yeah, a big, big uh, uh, issue. Because most of our wildlife populations are totally dependent on what that habitat is. If you have the habitat, you'll probably have those animals. And I've, in the past, I've also been active in the soil and water conservation districts in Ohio. And one of the things we've always promoted there was conservation funding in the Farm Bill because that created habitat. And it still does. And in fact, I was trapping on a, a farmer last year. He called me because of a beaver problem he had. But the stream, instead of being just your old W uh, or a, a trapper's little ditch, had been reconstructed to have a small floodplain and a, and a you know, an area of habitat on each side so that the water had places to spread out without flooding the fields and it, it provided habitat, the, the, it improved water quality. And when I was there, I actually saw pheasants on his farm and they were native birds. So yeah, habitat's been key. And, and of course, as trappers were always uh, encouraging people to, to keep some of that habitat. Been a challenge though with some of the invasive species we've gotten into here in Ohio, but that's another whole story. But yeah, as an organization, we've, we've, we're concerned with the ethics you know, with uh, providing good information and habitat conservation. Uh, it, you know, the trappers are probably some of your most conservation-minded people out there because they're out there every day, and you have to be very observant of nature, be able to find uh, one little small spot, maybe two inches in diameter, on a 100-acre farm that you want that animal to step in. Mm. So we, we're always conscious about the habits of the different animals and how the environment, you know, it changes those habits. It's more than just a farm issue. Oh, certainly. You'll probably find more red fox now in urban settings than you do out in the rural settings. Mm. Because the coyotes have dominated the, the landscape on the farms, and they've kind of forced the smaller uh, coy- or the smaller red fox in closer to people, where they feel a little safer. They have more places they can hide more quickly to avoid that uh, larger predatory coyote. How so, did, yeah, how, we're, how did... we're dealing not only farmers but uh, rural and urban people as well how did coyotes get to be such a such a problem uh here in the buckeye state again well they just came in naturally on their own from the west um some speculation they they probably followed the trail of road killed deer down i-70 uh but they they originated in the <laughs> desert southwest and once we removed the wolf see the largest apex predator from the midwest Something, you know, nature abhors a vacuum, and we created a vacuum there at the top end of the predator, and the coyote now has moved in to, to fill that spot for now. Uh, so they're yellow, and they're very adaptive, 
they'll eat anything. Even in the, in the summer, uh, I know, I know some melon farmers in Georgia that hated coyotes because they ate their watermelons. Oh, they ate the watermelons. Me. Yeah. They would go after literally anything. The Canis latrens is a scientific name of the coyote. And my, my, my mammalogy professor at Ohio State, he always used to joke. He says, yeah, we call them Canis latrines because <laughs> they literally can get out of the toilet. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so yeah, they're a very adaptive animal. And they just came in on their own because there was a vacuum there in the environment for the top predator. The problem with coyotes is if you don't control them in a large enough area at one time, and you're talking probably removing at least 70% of the population annually over a widespread area, otherwise their reproductive capability, they can rebound so quickly. No kidding. Now, from yeah. a farmer's perspective, uh, a lot of farmers like coyotes. They're generally called soybean farmers. Because the coyote got rid of almost all of the groundhogs that the were in groundhogs, our fields. Groundhogs, that's right, yeah. That was a huge issue with soybean farmers. I used to kill two or 300 groundhogs a year just on my fields of soybeans. 99% wow. of my groundhogs disappeared when the coyotes moved in. Hmm. Now, the groundhogs are starting to come back. Our coyote population in Greene County, where I am, has been going down a little bit, and I'm seeing more groundhogs as a result of that. So when you talk to farmers about coyotes, yeah, the sheep farmers hate them. Cattle farmers don't particularly like them either. But the soybean farmers, I have a lot of soybean farmers that say, hey, you can trap the coon on my place. Leave the coyotes alone. Mm. Because they know how much damage they used to, the groundhogs used to do, that not only to the soybean crop, but also those piles of dirt and gravel did to the equipment. Once again, let's, let's talk about the different types of uh, species and, and animals that are trapped here in Ohio. And why? Uh, yeah. Well, muskrats were the, the probably the species that most of us started on when we were kids. You know, back in the early 1960s, uh, an 11-year-old Dave Linkart could go out into the backyard, follow the little creek down to the pasture, and catch a muskrat that was worth 90 cents. Mm. And back then, uh, you couldn't make that in an hour working in town. So there, there was money involved, and almost every farm boy I knew around there caught a few muskrats. Uh, it happened all across the Midwest. And then as you got a little older, you, you learned how to catch some raccoons. And now the muskrat population since then have gone down quite a bit, but the raccoon populations have gone up quite a bit. So as we, we learned better skills in trapping and how to deal with larger animals, like for the muskrats, for the raccoon, and of course you always caught a possum here and there. And then somewhere, uh, what, back in the 80s or so, the beaver moved into the area. So then we had those to, to deal with. And, of course, all the time we had the red fox back then, a few gray fox as well. No coyotes back then early. Um, so those are the species that we dealt with mostly. And now, like I said, we, we've got river otter in Ohio that we have a species on. There are plenty of those. We've got bobcat that are, are repopulating the state. And we need to get a season on those because they're they're a they're a nuisance, they're a problem in southeast Ohio. Uh, some of these species we, we didn't have many years ago. We do now, uh, and they're they're healthy populations. We need to manage those populations because more and more trapping. It's not just about harvesting that renewable resource that was in that ditch in the backyard there or in the back pasture, but now it's more of a wildlife management tool. Farmers call me now because they've got a problem with raccoons or beaver or maybe coyotes. Um, 
So a lot of trappers now respond to those kind of requests and go in there and trap those species that way. So, yeah, we're after muskrat, raccoon. Raccoon's probably the number one uh, caught animal across the United States. Uh, we, we have mink as well. So there, there's, I, I think uh, I figured up one time, there's over 20-some fur bears in North America that uh, can be trapped. Probably 17 or 18 of them in Ohio, depending on whether you have least uh, weasels. That's another one. Nobody sees many of them, but they are a fur bearer, and occasionally we catch one. So there's a lot of opportunities out there, but raccoon has been the mainstay simply because of numbers. And incidentally, that market for those pelts used to be Russia. And I say used to be because since the invasion of Ukraine, our raccoon market just disappeared. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's so an international trade, and there's a lot of factors that affect it. There are several uh, Ohio State Trapper Association members uh, who are fur dealers here in the Buckeye State, and um, losing, I guess, that export. Uh, what happens to those furs? You know, what do you do you try to find other markets? One of the auction houses, there used to be two in Canada, one of the auction houses went bankrupt. Now, part of that reason was because of overproduction of ranch mink, but that's another issue. But on the wild furs, there is one auction house now in Canada. There are some large private buyers around the United States that have direct contacts to ship overseas. But right now, a lot of furs are sitting in warehouses. Uh, the, the Chinese were big buyers on stuff. They've kind of backed off on their purchases. COVID had been an issue there because they, they closed down some of the, the dressing plants and the furriers. Uh, of course, uh, Russia not being in the market now, a lot of stuff used to go through Europe to get to Russia. Years ago, if I caught a raccoon in Ohio, I shipped it to Canada to be sold, uh, probably bought with German money, shipped to Greece to be tanned, made into a garment in Italy, and then sold in Russia. Wow. So you just see that how I, uh, one pelt, one coon pelt from Ohio could go all that distance and end up as a, as a Russian spur coat. So truly an international business, and right now it's in turmoil. There is simply zero market for the raccoon pelts. Now some of the animal, other species are moving, but uh, raccoon's going to be a difficult sell this year. There'll be... There'll be trappers like myself. We trap them because that's what we've always done. And I'll trap them because every time I drive out my driveway and see the corn pulled down along the, the outside edge of the field, I'm thinking, yeah, i got to kill some more coon this fall. Because if I don't, it'll be a lot worse. So it, it's trapping for wildlife management. We'll still do it. But uh, we're, we're not really getting anything out of it this year with uh, their trapping for raccoon. Are there other resources for you to... Uh to sell the animals that are trapped? We, we have some other markets for some of the parts of the animals. Now, on the raccoon that I catch, this, you'll, you'll be interested in following this one. I'll catch the raccoon in Ohio. I skin it. And then I, I dress the carcass and freeze it for the meat. Okay? I will take a trailer load of those to Louisiana and sell them. And this is all legal. You can legally sell some of the fur bear animals for their, for their meat as well as the hides. And Louisiana is a state that allows that as well. And there's a lot of market there for the raccoon meat. So that's, a, that's one marketing approach. You can sell the meat. Some people will buy the beaver. They process that and sell it for the meat as well. Muskrat, I think it's really good. Uh, what few muskrats I catch now around Ohio, I generally eat most of those myself. And then with the beaver, 
the beaver have a, a scent gland they call the castor gland and it has a very sweet smell to it and it's in high demand uh it's an ingredient in some perfumes and it's also an ingredient in some artificial vanillas flavorings and so right now we can we can harvest those castor glands from a beaver and one may weigh when they're dry they may weigh an ounce or two or more and the last time I sold those, they were around $100 a dried pound. So you get a few extra dollars out of the beaver if you harvest the castor and maybe the meat and uh, the raccoon. If you can find those markets, there are some of those out there. Same way with the mink glands. I catch a lot of mink in Louisiana. Uh, I save those glands, and there are lure makers that purchase those glands as one of the ingredients in their, their lures that they then sell to other trappers. So. Yeah, and, and some people buy the skulls that are all nice and clean. They put those on display, so there's all kinds of things. But it requires a lot more work, and it requires that market. You almost have to sometimes develop yourself. Well, I can go down to the co-op and say, hey, i got a load of coon here I need to get rid of. <laughs> right. You're listening to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. And our guest is Dave Linkhart from the Ohio State Trappers Association. We're talking about trapping here in the Buckeye State. We'll be back with more right after this. Rodak and Midway Trailers are Ohio's premier Thunder Creek dealers for fuel trailers and death delivery systems. Thunder Creek offers versatile, reliable, and best of all legal transportation and handling for fuel and death systems. Let us know how our teams at Midway Trailers in Rodak can get you set up and ready any time of the year. For fuel and service trailers, economy trailers, service and lube trailers, double wall trailers, split tank trailers, bulk death trailers, and standalone death systems for trucks. Remember Rodock and Midway Trailers, Ohio's premier Thunder Creek dealer, with three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage from a homeowner with a single horse to a professional breeder and everything in between. Come join us and experience this line of difference. Find more savings under the sun with New Holland and Apple Farm Service. Take home a new baler, mower conditioner, rake, tractor, or skid loader with 0% interest up to 60 months and cashback options. Hurry and stop into your local Apple Farm Service today. Pushita Creek Steaks, naturally delicious, antibiotic and hormone-free. From fresh grass and grain-fed, free-to-roam cattle, Pushita Creek is a family-owned and operated 210-acre free-range ranch right here in Ohio. And we take the time to custom-fit your order to exactly what you want. For steaks, roasts, hamburger, pet treats, gifts, freezer boxes, and much more, check us out on the web at PushitaCreekSteaks.com. That's PushitaCreekSteaks.com. You're listening to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. And our guest is Dave Linkhart from the Ohio State Trappers Association. We're talking about trapping here in the Buckeye State. We also touched on it a little bit as far as your national association and what you do for them. So 
Why don't you uh, fill us in once again your responsibilities on a national basis with the National Trappers Association? Well, I, I do some lobbying for them. Uh, represent them as uh, in a coalition in the fur industry that uh, does activities like that in Washington, D.C., some in New York City. Uh, so that, that's one of the responsibilities. And then uh, there's a National Assembly of Sportsmen's Caucuses uh, that meets once a year. These are state legislators that are supportive of consumptive use sports, hunting, fishing, trapping. And we give presentations at some of those uh, events around the country. Last year was Little Rock. Next year will be out in uh, Montana. And uh, we put up a booth sometimes at other sportsmen's conventions. Last year we were in Nashville at the Wild Turkey Federation Convention and promoting the use of trapping as a wildlife management tool to help control those raccoon populations. That helps the turkeys and and better success in their nesting habitats. Mm. So representing the the National Trappers Association at various events like that and uh, appearing on podcasts like yours going on right now, (laughs) spreading the word of trapping, again, uh, not just the, the activity of harvesting a renewable resource, but the valuable tool of wildlife management that we have to offer landowners, ranchers, farmers, rural, you know, urban settings, the units of government, whatever it might be. So just generally spreading the good word about trapping across the United States. We've kind of gotten a bad rap some places, especially in the inner cities. Mm-hmm. People don't understand what it takes to really live out in the country, do they? Right. Right, definitely. The Ohio State Trappers Association, you guys have been uh, promoting the heritage of trapping and representing trappers throughout the state of Ohio since 1940. Uh, You're helping landowners with their wildlife problems. And if people want more information about your organization, where do they go, Dave? Well, yeah, uh, for the National Trappers, uh, yeah, you can look up their website, nationaltrappers.com, the Ohio State Trappers. Uh, website as well. Uh, we've given my email address. You want to call me direct. I'm always open for conversations about that, uh, suggestions. And if you have a problem somewhere in Ohio, you need a trapper. Yeah. Contact our organization. We can probably find one fairly close to you and, and hopefully help you out with some of your problems there. And that's what it's all about. Educating some people, um, and helping out the people that need our services because, uh, it, it it's a special skill set. Not everybody's suited for it, I understand, but boy, once you've grown up with it. You know, some people love to sit in a tree stand all day and wait for that big buck to come by. I love setting a trap and and hope I get what I want when I come back in the morning, whether it's a (laughs) mink or a bobcat or an otter or what it might be. So, you know, we were really dedicated to our sport, but uh, and it's hard to explain to people that that haven't grown up with that. But if you want to see what it's like here in person, we have our convention going on. Uh, coming here in Lima, Ohio, the national convention. We'll have our state convention uh, September 9th and 10th in Caldwell, Ohio. So we'll have a couple days there. So uh, both events are open to the public. There's a little bit of a charge. Fairgrounds, we've got a campgrounds there. A lot of people come. They bring their families. It's a family event. We've got kids' activities. Um, <clears throat> and this year, for the first time, the she, the she side of trapping. A lot of women are getting into it now, and they're sharing their experiences here at the convention. So it's not just us um, old, you know, old guys that are doing it. We're, we're trying to get everyone involved in trapping. Well, those websites are nationaltrappers.com and ohiostatetrapper.org. Dave Linkhart yeah. has been You're our welcome. guest. And Dave, thank you so very much for being a part of our program. 
Well, thank you for having me on the program. Look forward to any other opportunities we might have to help spread the word. And for more information, as always, you can check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. We'll be back with more right after this. St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has award-winning vehicles for both on and off the farm. And our Ag Pack incentives give you a powerful package of farm and ranch discounts and incentives worth thousands of dollars absolutely free. Stop by and see Dave Hager today, your Ag commercial specialist, and ask about the vehicles, discounts, and incentives in the St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Ag Pack. You get straight talk, real service, and the right price. St. Mary's Chrysler. Make your operation mobile with a Coyote trailer package from your local Apple Farm Service. Take home the powerful and reliable Coyote CK2610 with a front loader and haul it home with a 16-foot trailer. All this for only $368 per month. Stop into your local Apple Farm Service to learn more. That's going to do it for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and our radio program, our TV show, and our podcast are all designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry here in the Buckeye State. We celebrate farming and farming families. And for more information, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast stations. And once again, don't miss our award-winning TV show seen weekly on a station near you. Once again, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.